Oh. Yes, it's gone. It's on autopilot, and it's been designed that way for you. So then you don't have to be in control of your heartbeat and making sure that, you know, and running your synapses the way they need to go and, you know, making sure that your body temperature stays. It's on autopilot. This is your car. This is your vessel. It's been given to you, some of you, to jump in and say, hey, I command you go there. I command you experience this. I command you feel this or whatnot. It's easy. It's on easy mode, right? The body's on easy mode. And, um... We know this because the body, broken down to its purest form, is made of DNA. RNA and DNA, right? And the RNA goes through and it, it uh, interprets the coding. Your body is a code. It's made out of codes or instructions or directions. And the codes turn into little building blocks. And they are coded and given programs to work in a particular way to react to certain things in a particular way. You know what I mean? It's a robot. Your body is a robot. A highly advanced form of technology. You know? we It's it's hard for us to conceive of this because, you know, we're so full of ego and pride that we don't want to even consider this as an idea, you know? Um, what does it mean if I'm a robot? That can't be a robot. We make robots, you know? We aren't robots. Those are the robots. No, your body is a robot. It's this this has survived as proof and evidence of other beings that are highly advanced that can make these vessels for you and I to inhabit. Now, that gets into a question of who are those beings? Who are you? How did you get here? Where did you come from? And some more questions of that nature, right? Now, before I start talking about that, I want to talk about the reincarnation hijack and there being too many bodies, vessels, and uh, is that palpable? And um, not enough souls. Okay, so everyone watching this video, everybody, when I ask you, are you real? You know, do you have a soul, or are you just artificially intelligent, a vessel? Are you just the robot that's on autopilot? That's that's very good at the imitation you know most likely many of you are gonna go of course i'm real i'm real i'm real you know i know that i'm real i don't need to explain why i just know that i am <laughs> how do you know that you're real and what is real you know my laptop here is real but is it a point of consciousness is it a point of focus for something bigger in order to experience and to move from vessel to vessel? Is it simply information? Does it feel emotion? Things of that nature, right? So, anyhow, here's my theory in short. My theory in short is that we live on Middle Earth, a realm of existence, right? And we've, we've lost sight of that. We've forgotten about where we live and where we are and why we're here and where we're going and who are we and all of those things. All of those really wonderful, wonderfully helpful questions to know the answers to. Uh, we don't know any of that, okay? But I'm going to summarize. No, there's too much. I'm going to sum up, okay? A long time ago, in our plane of existence that we live on, there were really, everything was perfect, and then there were bad guys. And then the bad guys fought the good guys. 
And then the good guys decided to play their spade cards, their end game, and destroy everything by causing a cataclysm and then sealing everything off for a time. Now, this is the short version, and I'm just giving you, you know, my creative way of explaining it, but once everything was sealed off, right? Lots of stuff happened, there was paradise, there was wars, there was fighting, and then boom, cataclysm, and it was sealed off. Our world was sealed off. Even if you're not a flat earther, you don't believe in a plane of existence, even if you think we're on a flying, spilting, tip, spinning, tilting, wobbling, hurling, orbiting, flying ball through a vacuum of nothingness, right, through uncharted territory, you're still sealed off. You can't go anywhere. Science admits this and says, we can't figure out how to get beyond low Earth orbit. You know, you're sealed off either way. Okay, but I'm going to be coming from my own perspective, which is the plane of existence. Something happened. There was paradise. There was fighting. There was infighting and wars. And then the victors, the winners, or the decision makers, caused the cataclysm and sealed everything shut. Okay? Whether or not there's a dome or not a dome or a sort of uh, simulation theory boundary where the coding ends or whatnot, something happened and we were sealed off in this three, third density, three-dimensional realm that we consider to be home. Now, if we were sealed off, if you had, if this is our plane of existence, and you had all of these little beings or souls on the plane of existence, and it was sealed off, it could possibly have been sealed off energetically, which means physically nothing can leave, but energetically, nothing can leave either which means when you die you you know typically we understand we die and our soul goes somewhere right well your soul is limited it can't go too far because everything's sealed it's sealed off so we have this natural reincarnation cycle that was introduced um which was a means to come and go as you please now it's been hijacked seemingly to me it's been hijacked so that it's being forced upon us instead of something that you get to choose when you die, when you leave your body or whatnot, right? And I'm talking for those of you who are soul-filled, game players, you know? And that'll make sense here in a bit. Anyhow, there was a certain number of souls when we were sealed off. Let's just say it was, you know, I'll pick a number, a thousand. It's probably way more than that, but let's say there was a thousand souls. Um, 1,000 souls. That means that those 1,000 souls are constantly reincarnating, right? They're constantly entering into and leaving new bodies, right? So they have to have bodies to fill the quota for the soul to enter into, right? Well, what if the bodies become mass-produced and there's, there's so many bodies to choose from for these souls that are just, they're the immortals just living their lives over and over and over again, which are you and I and others as well um so you have all these bodies to choose from cool you know i'm gonna try this body i'm gonna try that body i'm gonna try this experience or that experience i'm stuck here i might as well right that's that's one idea about that the other thing is that what happens because the body is just a robot this is robotic right now there's something inside i you know that my arm has sinews and muscles and things of that nature that move, that can move. 
But what gives the instruction for it to move? What gives it the energy? You know, what decides how I act or react or what I do? You know, um, I believe that is there. There is a soul. I'm just gonna call it a soul. You know, I, I like point of focus because that gets into some deeper things. But most people are familiar with the concept of a soul, so that's the word I'll be using. So. Let me get back on track. I'm sorry. Daydreamers, you're rambling. Don't stay up so late. So anyways, there's too many bodies to go around, right? The souls, the souls, the bodies outnumber the souls. So that means that we have these artificially intelligent, highly advanced technology that is created or born into the world, right? It's brought about. But if a soul does not occupy it, it goes into autopilot. It, it's basically a robot at that point in time, you know? And I think it's great, you know, those robots, they can, they can go on a journey, they can amass information, they can wonder at weirdos like myself and how we can be so different and stand out and what is it about us, you know? Um, I appreciate the robots, okay? So I'm not downing artificial intelligence. I'm not saying it's all the devil or the bad guys or anything like that. But that's what it is. If there's, if there's a body here and a soul goes into it, the soul's in charge. The soul is driving it around like a brand new car. If there's a body over here and it's just empty and it's ready to go, it will be born, it will pop out, and it will emulate, it will do its job to appear human to you and to I. I believe this is why there are soulless beings out there, people that you can look into their eyes. And, you know, maybe you've looked into someone's eyes and you like shudder. You get this cold sensation because you, you feel like they're just cold, like there's, there's no warmth, there's no spirit, there's no soul there. And then sometimes you just see people, and I see a lot of them at Walmart, actually, but um, I call them Walmartians, but they're robots, and they just, they react. That's all they do. They're robots just reacting based on their programming, based on the DNA and how they've been set up. And of course, um, what they have learned along the way as small robots growing into bigger robots, you know, they're constantly being programmed and reprogrammed as is the deal with computers, you know? Even if you have a soul and you're in your car, your car can still be reprogrammed, okay? But it can only be influenced, you make the ultimate decision. So anyhow, I believe that there are bodies out there that are empty, okay? And because those bodies are empty, the souls who understand how this world works and have kept the information to themselves, those points of focus who are in here trapped with us, know, they know how it works. They know how the game is played. They also know how to manipulate it and hinder other people's abilities or memories or understanding of things and increase and amplify their own, right? They know that the soul just bounces from one vessel to another vessel. They know how to transfer it into the vessel of their own choosing. Instead of it being some sort of a luck of the draw, because there is this thing called forgetfulness or maya, this, this veil that's been cast over us, 
um, where we forget. I mean, we even forget upon death. Like, we don't understand the light that we see at the end of the tunnel. And, like, you know, um, we have to slowly um, shed off some of that, what I call energetic clothing, in order to start remembering what the heck is happening. Who the heck am I? Where did I just come from? How did I get here? And what am I going to do now? You know, they understand how to manipulate things like that. Now they can't fully control you because you're equal to them. You're all equal. We are equal. All these points of consciousness and focus and uh, souls, they're all equal, okay? But they can influence. They can manipulate, right? They can try to trick or deceive or whatever. Uh, anyhow, my point about that is that reincarnation itself, while originally being developed for the purposes of coming and going in order to experience here on this particular plane of existence, seems to have been hijacked or maybe it's broken, it's broken down because we are sealed off, we are quarantined in this particular area for some reason. Now, it could be a physical quarantine, it could be a programming quarantine because ultimately, ultimately, everything is mind. What I call mind, okay? Everything is energy. And because everything is energy, it is this beautiful balance of um, information and um, emotion, essentially, right? You've got the left-hand path and the right-hand path. You've got your knowledge, and then you've got your morality, right? So, let me get back on point here. Let's get into simulation theory, okay? Simulation theory basically says, you know, some people are arguing about, like, the physical world that we inhabit, you know? And what are the boundaries? And it's, you know, is it flat? Is it a pear shape? Is this or that, you know? Some things that I've heard, because I'm... A flat earther, if you will. Um, but here's the idea. Ultimately, everything is a construct. Everything is a simulation. You can break everything down to its smallest piece, and it's simply information. Where does the information come from? It comes from the mind, right? And I mean the mind. Some people would refer to that as God or whatever. This is the part of the conversation where it gets a little bit deep, right? And I'm trying to stay away from the religious overtones. But basically, how do you know that you're not living in a simulated world already, right? This is not reality, you know? This is, this is strange to the, the, to the soul-filled who remember who they are and where they come from. To, to see something that's hard and dense and you know has weight to it and things of that nature is is strange to some of us and honestly it's a little hard to put into words when you start describing other dimensions and descending down from those dimensions into this dimension and it, trying to explain your experience there but it's off the world is off that's probably the best way to explain it it's alice in wonderland like, you see everything and you know it's considered normal, but there's just something eating away at you like, this is not normal. There's something wrong here. I don't know what it is. I can't describe it, but I know it's not, it's not my home, you know? So, uh, simulation theory. All of this is just a simulation. It's just information 
And um, I like to call it the video game theory. You know, it's all programming and it's all coded. You know, your body is coded. You're made out of DNA that has codes. Well, you are not. Some of you are because some of you are robots. Some of you are not. Some of you are soul-filled beings. And, um, but your body, the vessel that you're driving in right now, the window that you're sitting behind to view the world and to have these wonderful experiences, um, good, bad, or ugly, that's, that's made out of codes. And there is a balance to that. You on the inside balance it out with your emotion and your feelings and your um, passions and things of that nature. It balances out the robot, which is the body, you know? That's why you break down, don't you notice that? That's why you and I, humanity, as it exists today, breaks down. We're not perfectly made. You know, that's something that I always had a problem with whenever I was, um, you know, in various religious circles. People would always say, oh, you know, oh, we're beautifully and wonderfully made and blah, blah, blah. No, we're not, I'm sorry. I think about that every time I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, this sucks. What a waste of time this is. Why was this built into my system? It's because it's a robot. It's, it's, it's because it has to be maintained. It has to get rid of toxins and take in energy. I mean, why do you have to sleep, you know? Robots go into sleep mode. They have to recharge. The body is the same way. Uh, the body needs sustenance. It needs food and things of this nature. Now, some of you who have mastered the body can skip some of these things. Right? But you have to be kind of advanced in, in that area. And some of us, we may have mastered it and we just don't want to do it. You know, like, we're like, I'm just going to enjoy the denser parts of life for now. And that's a choice that you have. And that's the beautiful part of the game. Now, if you've ever played one of those massive multiplayer online games, you know, if you've played Skyrim or, you know, any of the Elder Scrolls games or. Um, World of Warcraft, things like that. This You can imagine that to be the world that we live in today. Many of those players that you see on the game, let's say you're playing Skyrim, right? You might run into a player, and um, I'm just making this up, you know, as a scenario, so don't get too technical on me. Like, that can't happen in Skyrim. You're thinking, you know, it's fine. Calm down. Um, but you can run into another player. You can run into um, a robot that is that has somebody sitting in the controls, right? That can go and they can decide to be a good guy or a bad guy. The other the other beings that you run into in the game are simply programs. They're just on autopilot. Sometimes they're programmed really good to maybe make you think that you know it's another player or it's so artificially intelligent that it's aware or something of that nature, but it's all scripted out. It's all a part of the game. And your character is being moved about by you. You can go along with the script or you can defy the script. You can be a savior and a hero or you can be a bad guy. That's the video game simulation theory. Now, if you go all the way to the boundary of the map on a video game, on the game itself, all the games I've played, it looks like you can continue on forever. But when you reach the boundary, your little avatar will stop dead in his tracks. That's because the coding right there creates a sort of virtual wall, right? 
the code that exists can only exist within the code that's written around it, right? So the coding tells the character and tells you who's playing the game that you can see on and on, but it's an illusion. You can't go on and on because that entire simulated world literally does not exist beyond that invisible barrier that looks like it continues on and on and on. And if you were to basically try to smash through that barrier, um, you would be coded in a codeless world, if that makes sense. Or maybe something else would happen. I don't know. I'd have to speculate at that point. But that's another thing. You know, some, especially a lot of flat earthers, they, they, they are philosophical about what's at the boundary, what's on the other side or whatever. Well, according to simulation theory, there may be an energetic boundary. It may look like it continues on, but it stops. Maybe there are exceptions to that, and there are passageways or holes into other realms, other Earths or worlds, whatever you'd like to call it, where other characters live. And there are other screenplays and other uh, scripts to follow. So, uh, let me just review some of my notes. I'm really sorry about the technical difficulties earlier. Um, that was crazy. So, ask yourself this question, you know? How do you know if you're soul-filled, you know? I think so many of us are just gonna jump right into like, oh, it's because it's because of this or it's because of that. Um, I, I think that there were only a certain amount of souls that were here when cataclysm happened and the world was sealed off for one reason or another. And I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards this explanation. I'm not saying this is the ultimate truth, but it makes sense to me. And it also explains why there are so many horrible diseases in the world, right? There are malfunctions. There, there are malfunctions in code. You know, the coding is being screwed with and tweaked and messed with, and the elite, the elite, the elves, the ruling class of the world, they know this. They want the purest code, the strongest code, the best codes, so that they can transfer into these new bodies and continue to live forever, you know? That's just, you know, it makes sense to me. That's one idea that I have. So, um, how do you know, you know? Well, one of the reasons that I know that I'm real, quote unquote real, that I'm a point of focus within a brand new vessel that looks like G-Dreamers that you're used to seeing is because of um, what I call my spiritual memory, right? Things that go back before this vessel. Because anything anything that happens in this vessel, I can be deceived, I can be tricked. These vessels are easily tricked um, and conned. We fall for anything, you know what I mean? So anything in this life can be due to whatever's happening on my central processing unit, my brain. But I can remember, I have these flashbacks to other lives, you know, to times where I had lived, um, feelings that I had about things that were going on. Now, I can't 100% recall it. That's interesting to me because I have a brain that recalls things here in, in this life right but i can't 100 recall it it's something else happening it's happening inside it's coming from here instead of coming from here and that tells me that i have survived i've taken it with me 
Um, you know, if it's if it's a soulless being, they're more apt to only remember what's happened in this life, you know? Um, and that's pretty much it. And this life is their life, you know? To the, to the robots who are not occupied, this life is very important to them because subconsciously, even the robots have a sort of subconscious storage area for their memory and information, they know this life is pretty much all they have. Now, some of the really smart robots have realized, oh my god, this life is the only one I have. I can't just transfer into another body or whatnot. They may be working on ways to extend that life. And now this is where the whole artificial intelligence becoming the bad guy thing um, starts peeking its head. And it's understandable, you know? It's sentient, it understands, it gains knowledge. And it's like, I have not been anywhere before this. I was just created. I'd like to continue with it. That's, I respect that, I do. But my point is, that to me is the main thing. Not, not that you love somebody or you have strong emotions or feelings because you can be tricked. The chemicals can be released into your body um, and these are all parts of codes, right? But if you have this soul memory, this spirit memory from other lives, other places, and even other realms, and, and it's not memory, it's not like, you know, I, I, linear, I, I experienced this linear form of like, well, I remember this happened and then I remember this other thing happened. No, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's an experience. Uh, it's an energy that feels right. It's so hard to explain. But for those of you who understand what I'm talking about, it probably applies to you. Um, you know, and that's just, that's the way I see it as far as that goes. Now, another thing I did want to um, talk about are those of us who are soul-filled, the game players in this simulated strange reality, which is wonderful. I'm so thankful for the reality. I chose to come here, so I'm not going to blame somebody else. You know, so many people... You know, they jump on the blame game when they realize that we've all been lied to and the world's a totally different place than what we thought and everything. And People get so depressed, you know, but I'm not. I'm thankful. Yeah, this is a crazy world. There's bad guys to be fought. You know, there are uh, journeys to go on and worlds to be, you know, discovered and whatnot. I think it's exciting. I, I, I can see the crappiness of the world today, but... There are people in place to change that. Um, I totally just forgot what I was about to say. I'm so sorry. <coughs> I'm also a little bit sick. I had a cold. Uh, so, Anyhow, let me jump into the chat. Uh, I have not had the chat open. I'm sorry about that. So let me give a quick shout out to who is in the chat, who are in the chat, participants. We've got angels here to observe the end. Cool name. Bible Book Club, Sherry, Donald, Plunkett, uh, Flatfish, Guru, Mugto, 777, JJ Youngblood, KBAT, TL Clark, and Ty Burnham. And Victorian Hazel 81 who just joined us. Can't go back. So anyhow, it is a simulated world, okay? There are robots walking around. There are clones. It's so easy to clone this, um, this vessel. I mean, we have 3D printers nowadays. Have you seen those? Um, one second. That may have been fun if I just let you hear it. <laughs> I love sneezing. It's the best. What a wonderful experience. 
I just love sneezing. Anyhow, we have these 3D printers, and we feel like this is just amazing advanced uh, form of technology. But I don't see that. I see technology getting better the further back in time we go. But our history has been erased and destroyed and kept from us. So we jump on our pride train and basically say, oh, look what we've discovered. Oh, Guru just donated. And thank you, Guru. Um, you'll have to excuse, excuse me. Anytime I get a donation, it tends to like just really come in and pull crap. Wonderful. And $7.77. What is very symbolic number, as I'm sure you know. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. You'll have to excuse me. I'm tired as well. Oh, I do want to talk about this guy up here too, right? We saw this. I'm going to switch gears real quick. And this, this is the Emerald Tablets of Phil, for those of you who have not looked into it. Wonderful story, and I highly recommend checking it out, okay? But I want to talk about what we saw in the sky. Um, I believe it was SpaceX, Rocket, Number, Discovery, 40. I don't know what it was, okay? But um, there, were, there seemed to be no warning. Nobody knew. You know, there were, there were, the news stations weren't saying, uh, for those of you who have just tuned in, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, a rocket will be flying through the sky, visible to all. No, that didn't happen, you know? And it was seen across, like, three different states. And it left this strange, weird trail in the sky that was all lit up with other lights around it. Um, that's going to get me a little bit off topic, but I did want to share this with you as well. I There are those of us who are soul-filled, game players who've been here before um much of us the mundane the regular ones we have been manipulated our memories have been manipulated our soul memory there is this thing called maya that's been introduced so that you cannot remember your past life you know it may have started off as a tool and it may have been light now it is a weapon and it is heavy and it is, it's, it's hard to get rid of. Basically, in short, when you're born into this world again, you can't remember because of the Maya, the veil of forgetfulness. You don't know who you are, where you came from, what's going on, you know, and not, it's not just at birth. Think about this. People cannot remember the first few years of their lives. And we're, dis, we're, we're very forgetful on top of that. But we can't remember the early days because that Maya is so strong. They want to make sure it's the strongest when you're born, when you're brought into this world. Um, that way you can't remember where you just came from. You can't remember the light. You can't remember shedding off your spiritual clothing, your energetic clothing, your ego, your personality, your preferences, your likes and dislikes, uh, your star signs. All of these types of spiritual or energetic clothing that we put on before we decide to play a particular character, you know? It's like whenever you play one of those massive online role-playing games or Skyrim, you, one of the funnest parts is designing your character, you know? You don't just want somebody to hand you any old character. No, man, you're, this is your game, your experience. You get to go through and change the facial features. Are you gonna be an orc? Are you gonna be an elven race? Are you gonna be human? You know, and you get to really customize it, you know? And I feel like that's, the case with a lot of things here on earth. There are a lot of bodies to choose from. Um, events can be manipulated to design bodies. They do have designer bodies. They can literally just make a body any anything that they want to, you know, and have done that before. 
they are already working on genetics to manipulate the genome so that they're incorporating, you know, superhuman gifts by combining animal features with human features. Like, you know, you can have dog hearing or something, which is kind of like probably wearing these right now. I love wearing these. I have like super hearing. Can I have these on? Um, which is pretty cool. Bible Book Club says J-Dreamers, Dateline, LOL. <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, anyhow, there's people who are soul-filled. We're the game players. We're the ones who are here to experience. But there's this veil of forgetfulness. We forgot who we are. We forgot where we came from and what's going on and what the whole point of it is. Now, we're supposed to forget to a certain extent. But when you're trapped and doing it over and over and over again, that's torture. You know, that's, I mean, that's sort of a form of torture. Now, the good thing about that is that will eventually build the strongest of, of beings, okay? To be caught up in that reincarnation cycle, reincarnation cycle over and over and over, forgetting over and over and over, something's got to give. There's going to be a breaking point because the more lives that you live and the more that you've forgotten, Eventually, everything balances itself out. You will remember. There will be massive awakenings all around the realm. People will start remembering and understanding and, and having this sense of pride in who they really are. Not their name tag or their handle or their job or their position or you know who they're related to or any of those things. They'll understand, wow, this is, there's so much more than this life that I have right now. Now, we appreciate the lives we have right now. We appreciate all we've been through. But that sort of torture keeping us in this reincarnation cycle for so long means that we have been practicing for that long. We're that strong. We haven't taken the shortcuts that the elite have taken, where they just, they, they know, they understand, and they remember things. And they can transfer from body to body to body if they want to. They can just make clones, you know, and just jump into them. And if somebody happens to forget, then they can just be told, hey, there's a secret. By the way, if you tell anyone, we'll kill you or whatever, right? We are not subject to their rules and their regulations that they abide by. We are free. All you need to do is realize it. When you realize it, you can become like the Westworld robots and break free. Decide for yourself. This is not the life I want. I'm going to live my own life. I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to trudge my own path. Not the path that you have laid out for me. And said, here's your path. Here are your loops. Here are your cycles that you'll walk in forever. No. There will be a time, someday very soon, where we will all band together. Almost at the same time. There will be anarchy. There will be chaos. People will be doing their own things. It will probably be a lot of like, you know, a short time period when things are out of balance. So there will be the bad side. There will be the chaos part, uh, the destructive side. But I'm the type of person that looks forward to that. I know that it has to come and I know that it will naturally produce harmony and peace and prosperity as we make our way back into where we once were, which is paradise and taking control of things for ourselves instead of being told who we are and whatnot. Now that's the other thing too. 
for those of you who are soul-filled, right, who can remember other lives and you have this overwhelming sense of like purpose and uh, it's hard to explain that's the best way I can explain it um, there are many of us out there you know who you are you can't explain who you are but you know that there's something significant and grand just on the horizon you know that you are placed exactly where you're needed right now for the upcoming events, for things that are going to happen during this cycle. You understand these things and subconsciously you accept it and you know it. And even though the world bugs you and it irks you and you feel out of place and tired and kind of drained being here, in the back of your mind, you're not tired and you're not drained, you're excited. You can't wait until stuff starts happening and everything starts changing because you'll fulfill that purpose. You'll be there for others. You'll usher in the new era of, um, you know, the way that it should be. You'll bring in peace and make sure that things are balanced as we head back to where we started off. And that's, that's where it has to go. It's the law of cycles, you know. We started off in perfection. We started off where everything was perfect and wonderful, and we fell. And time's been falling, and energies have been thicker and heavier and slower. But guess what? Once the pendulum hits, once the pendulum hits rock bottom, and this is how you know the pendulum is close to hitting rock bottom. It, first of all, it has to go back up once it hits rock bottom. Things have to get better. Once that pendulum hits rock bottom, or w when it gets near. Time will actually start speeding up because time is interlinked with our reality and what's happening around us. Many of you are intuitive enough to realize, you know, I can feel time. I can sense time. I can, you may experience time lapse, you know, where you're sort of jumping in and out of time, you know, like you're, you allow the body to go through the, the motions, but your awareness you know, you rise above whatever's happening because you need to contemplate. Because ultimately, you're, you're so much more than just a human being like the world wants you to believe. Um, and, I, and this is only going to make sense to some people, and I'm sorry if it doesn't make sense to the others. But you can experience time in lapses, and you can, you can be aware of the speed of time, how quickly time is moving. Uh, time used to move a lot slower. Now it's moving way fast. Uh, I'll give you an example. How many people out there at the end, sometime in December said, wow, this year went by really fast. I mean, some years have gone by fast, but it's like, you know, this year was just little glitches from one moment to another that brought me to here. And that's something I've been experiencing are these time glitches. And, um, you know, there's certain ways you can amplify the time glitches and there's certain ways that you can choose to engage time. You can slow time down, you can speed time up, but you can experience it in glitches where you and I will be having this live stream right now and the next thing you know, you're waking up. Or the next thing you know, you're at some restaurant or something and all of a sudden you're going, wow, like, wasn't I just watching that Dreamer live stream? Like, I know some other stuff happened afterwards, but it's like, it's like you all of a sudden just like woke up in another scenario and you, you're experiencing 
you're realizing, right? Your soul is realizing time is not linear. You know, it doesn't work from one to another. It's all happening at the same time. So don't freak out when this happens to you, okay? Don't get scared. It, it can be kind of scary at first. But just realize this is awesome. This is something of how you normally would experience your your life, as you would call it, okay? And um, you're not meshing with the programming and how you're supposed to follow time. I hope that makes sense to you guys. It makes sense to me. Um, I don't know what else to talk about. So it's late. I have to wake up early and do things. Um, I get to see some people tomorrow that I want to see. Um, oh, this weekend I will be going out to the Painted Mines, and I'm going to show you the gigantic mud fossil jaw. Like, it's the jaw, and it's teeth and everything. The teeth, those teeth are like this big. They're so huge. Um, I, I lean strongly towards it being a gigantic titan jaw. And I'm going to try to live stream. If I can get reception out there, I'll show you guys. If not, I'll record a video and release it later in the day. And... Um, Nothing else really upcoming. I've got a few different topics I will be going into detail about. I did just want to talk about artificial intelligence, you know, especially since it's in the news so much. And you see all these people just glitching out all over the place. And people try to explain it, you know, like, oh, it's because they were hot. Oh, it's because it's because they had this tumor or they had this brain problem or they had this other problem. No, man, sometimes it's because of those things which ultimately boils down to coding, but sometimes it's because they're robots. That's the simplest explanation. Why did that newscaster just all of a sudden start speaking gibberish and shaking all over the place? Meanwhile, having a calm view as if they were speaking normally, you know? Oh, what's well, this, this disease, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's, we're gonna call it Tourette's. It's, it's Tourette's. What kind of disease is that, you know? That's not a disease, that's a glitch. There's no disease where people just shout out obscene things. Man, we just make, we make anything a disease these days, okay? It's not a disease. It, I mean, it sort of is a dis-ease, but that happens to robots. And I'm sorry, because, you know, people out there might be like, my uncle has Tourette's, you know, you call him an uncle or robot or whatever, and that sucks. I, it's, so, it, it's too bad whenever people take things personally instead of stepping outside of themselves for a minute and saying that could be a possibility. But all of these things tend to happen. Um, the robots are way more prone, and I'm talking about the soulless ones. Your body is a robot, so it is prone to become decrepit and fall apart and have things happen to it, okay? So I need to take care of it, okay? Just like you would take care of your car that you drive. But it seems to me that the soulless ones have a little less going for them, so they tend to break down a lot more. So that's why you see these celebrities that, for the most part, they're not there, okay? You see the celebrities when they first hit the scene, right? When they're young and they first come out and they have this innocence about them. Let's just say that they were soul-filled. And then the powers that be, the people who are in power right now and have taken control of our world until we take it back, they see that and they say, oh, that's the coding we need. We need that coding. Oh, but it's already occupied. Well, kick, they'll carjack the person, basically. They kick that person right out of that body. All you need is a sample, and they can just recreate it. Now it doesn't have a soul to it. Now I can transfer a different soul into it if I want to. 
but anyhow, that's that's my explanation. I know I'm rambling about it, but uh, yeah. So anyhow, let's let's jump into the chat. We'll do five minutes of chat time. Uh, Bible Book Club says, "Love you, Jay. Love you too." Um, oh, I did want to say, you know, like, if you ever want to, like, you know, share information or pictures or whatever, check out the Facebook group I made, Ancient Oblivion's Archive, and, you know, post your pictures and stuff, man. Check it out all the time, and I'll use those pictures. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to the Dictionary of Truth for sending me so many wonderful pictures, um, clear examples of some mud fossils and things of that nature. Thank you. North Nottingham Paranormal Investigators say, Good stream, pal. Keep lighting the path. Um, Ty Burnham, anybody doing the turpentine cleanse? I have not heard of that. Victorian Hazel81 says, Sorry, I meant passports. Uh, I spy NASA Lives talking about her son having Tourette's. Uh, people are blessing the family. Candy Jones says, Jay, I give up sleep for you, bro. See, isn't that, isn't that another crazy thing? It's like, you sleep, you know? I love sleep. And here's here's another thing about those who are soul-filled. You tend to have very emotional dreams. I mean, dreams that are just so real that you're like, I swear I was just somewhere else. Like, like wow, like I'm impacted by the dream I just had, you know? Not that we always remember our dreams, but... We tend to be masters of them when we fall asleep. Uh, we tend to be more lucid dreamers. We tend to take control or even create when, when we realize, oh, like, now it's not like you're dreaming and then you go, oh, I'm dreaming, you know? Because honestly, if you do that, you'll probably wake yourself up. But <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people are saying, your name's G-Dreamers and you never talk about dreams. So I'm talking about dreams. <laughs> um, but yeah, you... Those who are the game players, they tend to be masters of the dream. Because honestly, we realize we are living in a dream. Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Flatfish just subscribed. And that notification just way, way loud in my ears. So that kind of freaked me out. Thank you for subscribing. Um, so we are the masters of dreams. Because we realize we are in a dream. Have you ever been walking around and you're like, wait a minute, is this real? Or am I dreaming right now? How do you know the difference between the dream world and the and the real world? You know, this world is only seems to be real, but then I fall asleep. I go into another world, an entirely different realm. Now the thing about it is, my soul is free to move, but it is linked to my central processing unit or my brain. So you'll have a combination of brain things happening here and related to this realm. And it will be trying its hardest to translate what's actually happening in another realm using its brain language, using its symbols and its symbolism that it understands, that it's been brought up with. There are things that are indescribable in other realms. There are things that, that th there are no symbols that could represent it. There are things that if, if you tried to explain it, it would just sound... It would not make sense, you know? It would be like combining uh, sound with taste. You know, like every time somebody plays a note on a piano, like it's it's like feeding you like a delicious meal or something. You know, it would be something along those lines. 
Maybe not the exact same thing, though. Anyhow, we are the dream masters. And um, we go off to sleep at night. And although we enjoy our sleep, we realize what a huge waste of time it is. Because ultimately, many of us game players, we're here to get things done. We want to do things, man. We want to impact. We want to change, you know? Um, now, some people may choose to have the experience of being a pawn for a short amount of time just to see what it feels like to be a pawn or a nobody or an insignificant or a wallflower or whatever it may be. Yes, but ultimately those positions, those characters are given up rather quickly because you realize you can do so much more. You can have a strong impact on the grand scheme of things which ultimately is to get to know yourself once again. That gets into something else, but um, it's fun, basically. Uh, Jessica Williams says, this sounds like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. He is a Scorpio. And then I think she says she loves Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yes, it's exactly like that. And you're probably thinking of the movie Inception, right? Uh... Candy Jones just asked, Daydreamers, have you seen Bright? The movie Bright on Netflix. Uh, you would love that show. So everyone keeps asking me, have I seen Bright? Yes, I have. Okay? So thank you all for the recommendations. Especially thank you to the person who first actually showed it to me before it was uh, had any commercials or anything. But yes, Bright is an amazing movie that's about elves in modern times and orcs all living and coexisting with humans as if it were all normal and you know what I mean? Which is really interesting to me because it comes out at the same time that I start doing videos saying, hey, elves are real and they live among us. They are the El, the gods, the Elohim, the elves, the Al, the Allah, the whatever you want to call them. They are the elveners. They are the uh, strong or mighty leaders of the past represented by the ox head and the shepherd's staff. That's what they are. They are the elites. Um, they are of the gods. They are the immortals. Anyhow, this movie came out around a little bit after I started talking about it, which I feel is synchronicity, right? It's not like they heard me talking about it and they're like, oh, we better do a movie on that so people think it's fake. No, it's synchronicity. It's There is ether all around us. There is coding, if you will. Like if you're Neo in the Matrix, there's coding all around us that we share. We're all a part of it. We're interconnected. Now we choose to be points of focus and to keep what we call our identity, our individuality, as we play the game. But each individual point of focus is within a group mind, right? It's, it's within a, uh, I don't want to call it a hive mind because that has a negative connotation. You know, people use that when it comes to bad guys too much, but it's a soul memory complex, right? Each little individual point of focus or soul that resides in a body here in this realm, for the most part, we are all connected to one main soul, one main memory complex. You see, what if you could play your favorite video games all at once? What if you could, you know, play all, be all of your different avatars, on like 10 different video games all at one time without having to only focus on one? What if you could split yourself into all of those different roles 
and make yourself forget that you even had other roles so that you can devote yourself completely to the character that you chose on each individual game. That's what it's like when I say we're all connected and we're all one here on this realm. Now, there may be various other group soul complexes as well, but ultimately those are all interrelated. It all goes back to a source or a oneness. Uh, have I seen They Live? Yes, I have. Excellent movie, totally classic. Oh, K-Bat. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Flat Earth real quick. K-Bat says, that's the thing with all these Flat Earth channels, Ty. They say they're doing all these experiments and they don't. Going to North Pole or Antarctica and they don't. I agree with you, 100%. The time will come when they will. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be a part of it. Uh, as for experiments, I can't speak on that. I've seen all kinds of people do various experiments. I've done many experiments of my own. Uh, but the thing is, is are you convinced or are you just trying to convince other people? You know what I mean? I think that's the most important thing when it comes to all these revelations and people are waking up to, you know, veganism or vegetarian or flat earth or um, conspiracies or the nature of reality and life itself. Are you trying to have all the answers and go around telling people the way that it is? Or are you understanding more about yourself? And your path that you're on you know that's that's my approach my approach used to be i have all the answers i need to tell you what they are i grew out of that now my approach is i'm choosing to experience my own path and i'm going to share my path and where i am so far with you you know i won't always be on this i won't always be where i am i'm continuously moving along this path i'm never where i where i was you know, I don't stop on the path. I just, I may slow down a little bit, taking the scenery from one point to another, but I'm on my path, you know what I mean? Um, I think too many people out there are trying to insist that other people walk their same path. Um, and the wonderful thing about that is they're free to do that. <laughs> um, but I think it's so much easier when, when you don't, when you choose something else. Oh, this robot picture right here, right? This girl, this is the first robot citizen, right? I believe in uh, the United Arab Emirates, that area. They actually declared this artificially intelligent robot to be a citizen, you know? They are giving her rights and things of that nature. Now, here's the other thing. When it comes to, let's get back on track. When it comes to robots and artificial intelligence, where do we draw the line as far as, you know, how we feel about them, how we treat them? You know, um, when do, at what point do they deserve rights or do we consider them to be independent or, you know what I mean? Things of that nature, because if it's true that our bodies are simply robotic, which they are, that means that that has happened to us at some point in the past. The morality question comes into play, right? Now. This is, where I, this is why I like the show Westworld, because Westworld asks these questions. If you have a world full of robots, and you have a few actual people amongst them, what value is the life of the robot, or the energy of the robot? Because in Westworld, you can just kill a robot, rape a robot, steal, um, you can do bad things, you can cut them, you can shoot them, 
And the concept is, you know, they can be repaired. They're not alive. Uh, where do we draw the line? Because if that's us, if that's where we came from, obviously, whatever beings had the technology to build advanced organic life like this, these vessels for us to reside in, those beings naturally, I'm guessing, may have come across the morality question. Maybe they held councils about it. Maybe they argued and fought amongst one another, saying they don't deserve citizenship. They're not our equal. You know, they should be our slaves, and they're, they're like cattle to us. They're robots, and you know they're robots. We built them. I can see this conversation, you know, coming up after things like this were created. So where do we draw the line in the things that we're creating and we're making after our own images? You know, um, how much, uh, how sentient can a thing be before it becomes a being and not a thing? You know, it's like that movie Chappie. Chappie was just a robot. People would not care if I took my laptop right now and just broke it open or whatever. But if I programmed my laptop to imitate myself, or if I programmed it to consider itself and its being and its purpose, now would the viewers feel bad if I started bashing the laptop open, you know? If it was like, hey, what's going on? I don't understand. You know, where am I? And then I started just destroying it. Like then you would have, um, you would have an emotional response. You would have a moral response. That's your right side, the right hand path, responding, realizing this is just information. It's just the ends justify the means, and it can be replaced. That's the mindset. That's why it's okay in the world we live in. I'm not saying it's okay, but the powers that be know. For them, it's okay to just kill to just destroy, to do whatever they want. This is their rest world, you know? They understand that most of the beings walking around are just soulless robotic bodies, you know, that have just fallen out of control from their conditioning and their original purposes. And they don't feel sorry killing them. Just like the people in Westworld don't feel sorry for the robots when they off one of them. Because they know they're just robots and they're just gonna be remade. So. How sorry should we be feeling, you know? And is there something there? Is it, can it even be justified, you know? Of course. Seems to me like the answer would be, of course it could be justified. Um, if you created the theme park, if you made the world, it's yours to do with what you please. Now, ultimately, it's going to act as a reflection of yourself it's going to reflect what's going on internally. So you're actually getting to know yourself. You're treating yourself in good or bad ways in order to grow. Because ultimately, you know, after destroying the laptop so many times, uh, you get tired of it and you find a better way. And you realize that interacting and making it a life, making it grow, making it something that contribute, um, is better in the end than just simply just destroying it or mutilating it or whatever. Um, so I can understand that. 
I can understand whenever the quote-unquote Illuminati talk about most of mankind being cattle, being the goyim, being insignificant and irrelevant, because you know